JJ, you have a precarious relationship with your own wallet, I have yes. noticed. So, I think at one podcast uh, previously, oh, and welcome back, everybody. Um, at one podcast, you had mentioned that you had left your wallet at a bar, and we sort of laughed and said, but isn't it, because it was right after things reopened again, we we're like, isn't it nice to to once again, you know, be in a position where we're like leaving our wallets at bars? Yeah. Like, isn't that nice to all be back? And I think since that point, you have I, subsequently lost your wallet yeah. a solid 73 times? Oh, shit. Um, yes, it's become, a. I mean, I'm taking a hard look in the mirror about it. I don't know why this is a, a truth of my my um a habit of mine or whatever. Do you always receive it back or are we constantly reordering the credit cards? Oh God, it's this is my third time this year getting a new credit card. <laughs> this year. This year. Oh I will say I've had good God. stretches of not being this person of um you know so walk us through, like, what is happening? Okay. Yeah, Let's sure, try to sure, diagnose sure. this. We'll break it down. So earlier, whenever we were laughing about it, I <laughs> lost it at the Eagle, for sure, I remember. Like, my last fleeting memory of it was that I had my, uh, like, my, uh, I went to coat check and, you know, put, like, a bag or something in coat check at the Eagle, and I keep the little ticket in my wallet, and then after I got my stuff back, no memory of where the wallet went after that. Um, but you know, like I said, I tried to like make it cute because we were coming back to losing our wallets and leaving right. debit cards at the bar. And I had, I had, had a recent story, I had stories where I never lose my wallet, but I had left, like I, I do that a lot. I yeah. leave my card at the last place I was at Yeah, and I just and go you, get it. Yeah. And they put 20% on it already and you're like, yeah, that's fine. Which I would you. put on anyway because oh, totally. that's what I typically Absolutely. So as you, as everyone should. Um, so since then, I had a new wallet. You know what? I actually, I Got a wallet on my road trip in Colorado because I found like a cute like leather one in a Colorado vintage store. So it was like repur- not repurposed leather, but like a um, like a secondhand leather wallet that was really cute and sturdy. Right. So I was excited about that. New wallet, new me. Um, and then I went to Fire <laughs> Island last week uh-huh. with this new wallet to be excited about, and you know. I went to the jockstrap party. There's no, I don't have a pocket if I have a jockstrap. So I um, put it in my sock, I remember. Mm-hmm. I had tube socks on. That's always my strategy going to like underwear or jockstrap things. You put the entirety of the wallet, like yeah, a full also, billfold wallet in a, in a tube sock. sock. Yeah, because sometimes you can, you know, not, um, sometimes I'll just put my debit card and then leave the whole thing at home in my ID. See, that's what I do. Yeah. I, for, I don't know if I just didn't have it nailed down like a science to it, but this time I had the wallet in my sock. And you haven't been bottoming enough to feel comfortable putting it in nature's pocket. Oh, okay. Will I ever feel that comfortable? Let's hope. Um, Flash forward episode 247. I'm comfortable. (laughs) Um, No. Yeah. Okay. So here's my last memory of that wallet. Jockstrap party party is over. Uh, I go in the pavilion to where the clothing check is. Uh, Same story. My ticket's in the wallet. I take it out. And then there was a boy that I was, um, you know, 
flirting with and having a little bit of a cool makeout session with at the jockstrap party. Mm-hmm. He is on the other side of the pines. I'm closer to Cherry Grove. And so we're like, oh man, that's a little, a little bit of a trek. Do you want to just like walk and make out over there? I'm like, yeah, I have my shorts, my, I think I just had shorts that night. I had shorts. And so we decide we're going <laughs> to, we're going to, it's late. It's after the jockstrap party is like over and, um, you know, sufficiently drunk. Uh, let's just take a walk and head towards the beach and just like look at the stars and shit. Like mm-hmm. cute, kind of romantic, kind of make out kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, and we're drunk and it's Fire Island, so who cares? We do a little more than make out on on the boardwalk. And um, I, you know, my I'm sure my shorts were around my ankles at a couple points. And it was a great time. Fun, sexy guy, very cool. And, you know, we uh, wrap up and then I, we're walking back together. And then I actually have the, the mind to remind him, hey, check your pockets, make sure you don't, you got your phone and stuff. And while I'm about to say that, I'm checking my pockets and realize, oh, I'm missing something. Oh, fuck, I'm, I'm, I don't have my wallet. Let's run back really quick. And so we run back. And by the way, we were at the, I think it's infamously like the Dick Dock. Like there's one boardwalk that I think is cruisier maybe or whatever. But we just was like, it was, I think it just happened to be the one that we, we went down. But there were other guys doing the same thing kind of within proximity. Wait, where is in? Harbor Walk. Oh, it's Lord. close to the bay. Close to the bay. Yeah, because we just, we left the pavilion for the jockstrap party. And right. Then it wasn't even the first boardwalk. It was like we were strolling a little bit and like, oh, let's take this one. And it, I have heard that Harbor Walk is like the one where like once the lights, whenever the sun's away, you can usually see guys kind of uh, cruising. I get the feeling that any, and let me try to try to say this without any sort of judgment, which is very difficult for me. That's okay. Um, I'm going to assume that anyone who has the gumption to suck a dick mm-hmm. on a boardwalk wow. in the in public, yeah, um, knows the place to do it, and I highly doubt that the choice to head down this particular was um, thing was, was oh, well, maybe we'll just see what's down here. I mean, I you know, I I was also drunk, so it's possible that I hadn't had a good read on mm. other cues. However, I think he was also kind of in the same space, so I kind of trusted okay. that we're both kind of like you know, like oh, I wish you could. Come. I was also I I shared a room in the house that I was in. So I was like, coming back to my place is not the most comfortable option. I'm sure my roommate's sleeping. So you just wander onto the furthest uh, boardwalk from where you are. And oh my God, it's the one where public sex happens. Not Yeah, not the furthest from, yeah, it's like not too far from the pavilion. Okay. Like it was like one or three down. Right. And um, yeah, didn't have my wallet. It was like, let's go back. Or I was, you know, adamant about going back and checking. I was like, in my head, of course, fantasizing that it's going to be right there, of course. And you know what? We get back to the spot where we were fooling around and there was like a a, a little dark square. And I get to it and it's just like a broken part of the wood on the boardwalk. Mm. And I'm disappointed. And it's dark. It's by this point, probably like four in the morning. Right. Um, and so I look at the guy, I'm like, Hey, it's four in the morning. You should just go. I might look a little more or I might try to do this in the morning. And he was sweet. We exchanged numbers. Um, and then I went, I was, I walked, like I said, my house was closer to Cherry Grove or uh, closer to the meat rack, like in the middle. Um, and so I'm walking and halfway I decided, you know what? 
I'm so pissed that I don't have my wallet and that I fucking lost it the way that I have, I'm going to go back and look again. And by myself, I was walking around in the dark with my iPhone flashlight on, just looking for a wallet for maybe another at least 45 minutes. Mm. And then it was like, this is hopeless. It's very dark and I cannot find it. Possibly someone might have scooped it. Maybe one of those other, mm. you know, cruisy dudes. And in my head, I think I went the cynical direction of like, that means they're going to keep it or they're going to like steal my identity. And then my friends, whenever I let them all know the next morning, they're like, oh, I don't know, Fire Island, lots of these people don't need more money and lots of them. Your, your roommates are highly mistaken. No, the you're amount right, you're right. of that, people who go out there for it wasn't with no plans on where to stay but to and steal from just, the houses like that's a thing to too. steal from houses leaves, to do meth to like know, there's a lot of shifty shit. Right, you're right, but I. Uh, I think they were just kind of like helping me tell a different story because the right. only one in my story was like the pessimistic one. He's like, hey, someone's going to turn it in possibly. Like that's a good possibility. You the, know? the story in my head yeah. is that somebody uh, found an opportunity while sucking a dick to take some money. I want to say that he was too busy to do that. I <laughs> I don't, I don't know. My memory is that we were both very involved with each other. We even like texted after the case and he was like checking in, like, have you found it? And like, he was just, you know, who knows? He could be a, a total asshole who's like, you know, uh, he's holding onto the wallet while he texts me. Like, did you, you know what that reminds me of? Completely unrelated to dick sucking because it was, I was in third grade, but um, uh, I had a third grade birthday party where uh, for the birthday, all the presents that I received were all, um, I was really into, and still am into, um, X-Men. And I got all these like X-Men figures. Love it. And I was super excited because I was getting all of them. I was like, oh, and there's Jean, and there's Rogue, and there's, of course, I like the women. Yeah, and it's all like the ones I really care about. And then I went, like we were doing other things. It was at my house. We were doing other things around the house. And then I went down to like grab some, you know, some of the toys I'd just gotten. And I like I couldn't find them. I was mm-hmm. like, Where, where'd they go? This and that, oh, I must have put them. Didn't think twice about it. My mom had a... She must have been observing. She had a she had a suspicion. Yeah, and um, um, there was this kid who who was invited to the party, and he kept asking, "Did you find him yet? Oh my god, did you find him? Oh, wow, I can't believe you lost him." Blah 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 blah. And then my mom like was just eyeing him and watched that he was slowly one by one taking them and putting them out in the hedges out front so he could collect them on his way out later. <laughs> he was just one by one staging them to go and he was the most concerned about what had happened to them. And he was so a little third year you know, third, he's third grade so he's a child but how manipulative yeah. and, and creepy That's for like someone that young. That's like an intelligent plan. Yeah. And I remember because it was so delicious when my mom was a good person um, when she like at the very end of it I was like mom I can't find my stuff and she was like oh it'll turn up it'll turn up. Hey Brandon it's going to turn up right? And like Brandon just kind of like looked at her and she was like, it's going to, all those toys, they're going to turn up, right? Mm-hmm. And he he like, oh, Jack, I think I found them. Yeah. And my mom told me later, like she was like, no, he was, he was stealing them. Well, maybe my. Anyway, yeah. so those people exist. Yeah, they do. I hope that this person from Fire Island is not that guy. Maybe. Ugh. Fuck anyway. Brandons. Gotcha. <laughs> um, it wasn't I, a Brandon, was he? It wasn't no, dick sucking no, Brandon? it was not. It was not. Um, but. So anyway, I, and this is also on day two of me on a seven day kind of fire island. I was a guest in the chair, but uh, I was day two of like day of seven days. And I, um, I was bitter the next day and then was like, I'm tired of being bitter. I'm fire island. So let me just laugh at myself and kind of like have a, uh, an acceptance for whatever scenario happens next. Maybe no one will turn it in. Maybe someone will, who cares? 
Um, and so, uh, yeah, I went the rest of the trip without a wallet and luckily my house people were nice to me and I could just Venmo people <laughs> to buy me drinks mm-hmm. some shit, which was embarrassing. And, um, so the plot thickens a little bit cause I get back from, um, Fire Island Sands wallet. Mm. I get a new debit card. I don't have my ID, my driver's license anymore. So I'm carrying my passport, uh, in case I need to get a drink at a restaurant or whatever. And I'm waiting for things to come in the mail as far as like replacements. Mm-hmm. And um, mm-hmm. I uh, might have lied to Jack Tracy because I How was. dare you. Here's what happened. We uh, like. We've... I'm picking a fight. <laughs> <laughs> well, like we've mentioned, we record these in batches. And so right. yesterday was another recording session. And I was late. And so I texted Jack the most simple answer because it was too annoying to explain. I said, I think I've this lost. This isn't my... a lie. This is a, an sure. abbreviation. Yeah, yeah. I think I've lost my wallet. I'm kind of like, you know, let me figure it out. I couldn't find my wallet Yesterday morning, because the night before, I went and played poker at my friend's place, got pretty drunk because I also had, I was day drinking with a friend of mine who's visiting New York, and um, I couldn't find my wallet yesterday morning after like, so the, I I was only at, uh, I had my wallet at poker, and then Uh I was wearing overalls. I did fool around with one of my buddies, kind of on the way home. Hidden that. Yeah. Continue. We, uh, I don't know. I... Uh, oh, awesome. I got it. It's, it's pertinent. We were, it was a naked poker night. So I did take off the overalls at one point of the night to play poker. And um, I was like confident in my head, like, oh man, it's definitely on my buddy's, uh, the floor of his living room or maybe his bathroom because I um, took a shower. Uh, I was hoping that was a story. I texted. He's like, nope, it's not at my place. I'm looking around. I, I like retraced my steps yesterday after our recording session and I, because it's like the same walk. And I checked the corner where me and my friend were drunkenly making out and getting handsy and a little bit more than handsy outside. Cause I'm like, yeah, the overalls definitely might've not held onto the wallet. Like there's a chance that they came out of the pocket here. <sighs> I just am like looking in the mirror with these moments. Like this is you that you can't change. It's just like, <laughs> 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 you have not learned. You're never going to learn. <laughs> you just can't. Like, I'm looking at the f- ground of, like, the dirty sidewalk in Brooklyn, just being like, this is who you are, crawling around on the floor looking for your fucking shit. I have, a, I have an important question. What's up? At the Eagle, at the first story of you losing your wallet, yeah. was, there, was there fooling around and dick sucking involved in that as well? You know, not... You know, I don't think so. I'm trying to remember. I'm actually trying. No to fooling around that night. No dicks. Oh, I'm sure I probably kissed a boy. I think that's things. So, but no, have we ever squared this circle yet? Do we understand what the pattern <laughs> is as to what what you what is happening in I which mean, you are losing your wallet? Alcohol is definitely an ingredient in that. So and uh, being distracted. Oh. by hooking up with people at bars, yeah. poker parties boardwalks. I mean... So we now know from now on, mm-hmm. when you are about to enter a sexual engagement, mm. what is the first mm. thing you're going to do? Mm. Put hands on your wallet. Mm. 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 Okay, good. I have a new habit to develop. Mm-hmm. I am excited about this version of me that is to come. So this is what I want you to do. This is how I want you to start doing this. Okay. I want you to use it through positive reinforcement. Yeah. So when you masturbate now on okay. your own, I want you to hold your wallet in one hand. Ah! And I want you to start I want you to start associating uh, your erection and pleasure with pose- physical possession of your wallet. Oh my god, the security that it will provide. <laughs> <laughs> and now every time it'll sort of be a Pavlov's dog kind of thing. Yes. Every single time oh you get an erection, you'll oh be like, god. Where's my wallet? 
See, I've been also, here's the other thing. I Because of the alcohol that's involved, um, and my relationship to alcohol is a little bit like, uh, I'm scared of um, not being a good person because of drinking or being like a reckless, like this. I'm afraid of losing my wallet this many times. And so I punish myself to where I'm like, you idiot. You are just so... You know, whatever. And some of that's probably uh, reasonable. I don't know. I'm still working on it. But, like, in having a hangover, the anxiety, the nausea, the stomach stuff that comes along, I have a trouble discerning how much of that is, like, um, just physiological from alcohol and how much of it is me mentally just kind of, like, punishing myself or, like, being critical or real about how angry I should be. Right. And it all manifests as anger at myself whenever I'm severely hungover and have made a mistake like that. So I don't know. I've tried to do some work on it, and I think I can be – I mean, I I can be better, and I don't know. (laughs) It's just an ongoing thing. I'm working on it, y'all. Well, we're going to take a break now before we go into our second segment. And, JJ, what are you going to do during this break? I'm going to touch my wallet. All right, buddy. It's time to. <laughs> we just said about how someone, a friend of yours, doesn't like the word "buddy." So you've been circling it out, and so now it's cycling it out. So now it's in my head. To say I like buddy. buddy too. I like buddy. I like buddy. Uh, I also I kind of like it during sex. Yeah, like there's like a power a power kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It's a chummy broy kind of yep. term sometimes. I like that. Me likey. Um, I would never tell you about the, the. It was in high school, and I was at some like music conference or something and there was guy he was definitely straight but he kept calling me chief i think you have told me this story that's it rings a bell so hot um already what are we swiping today let's check it out um what am i where are they there we go uh let's do tinder tinder i've literally not been in these for a while Uh, my dance card's been full so i haven't been really looking for new people immediately there's cute faces though Oh, these are the people. This is my message box. Oh, okay. So these so are the people I'm actually gotcha. talking to. We can, we can wait um, to talk about them later. <laughs> all right. So let's go into the likes. Yeah. That looks like you. Oh, I see it. Yeah, for sure. So we have a gentleman here who looks like a clean-shaven Twinkie. Yeah. You. I see it. In the the eyebrows, eyes. The eyebrows, the eyes. Nose. And, yeah. Complexion. Like I, <laughs> He does look like me. <laughs> So unfortunately, he's six miles away, but most most unfortunately, all he does is leave an Instagram link. I will, I just, I will not talk to someone on a dating app. This is a dating app. That's mm-hmm. what this is. We are we are in Tinder. Mm-hmm. If you do not do at least the smallest amount of effort to say something about you and what you're looking for and anything, I just I'm not wasting my time with you. Just and literally one picture. You know, here's how. No, like, sorry, multiple. You know, you know what I think. I feel like this even, is just a sex person, right? My idea is that even when uh, there is something to read on a person's profile and it might be a match or whatever, because like their writing is is funny or whatever, it still has like an equal potential to be a waste of time for as sure. someone who doesn't put anything. But for me, yes, yeah. it can definitely turn out to be a waste of time for sure, right. and most times is. And I guess it's also like I like the non-committal. I don't really care about this app, so I'm not going to do much to it. Oh no, for me, it's it's. The amount of effort you put in to finding me mm-hmm. is the amount of effort I'm going to put in to reaching out to you. Well, like, I'm not going to chase you. I'm no. not. I'm not going. Hey, I saw your your picture. Because to me, it's like like who do you think I fucking am? Like, See? oh, your picture's so hot. Uh, how are you? Uh, no, you haven't. You've done the. You've not even done the bare minimum of like, hi, I'm looking for this. I'm so and so. This is what. Like, if you if you can't even take like step one, then then. Then, then yeah, then you're not here with 
with strong enough of an intention. Yes. So I think that's me. I don't care. <laughs> no, it's a, we read your scroll profile. Yeah. You did exactly. You did step. You did. Right. This is who I am. This is what I'm interested in. Hi. I've put myself out there. Let's see what happens. This person has not even... The the only way they have put themselves out there is literally by just listing their Instagram handle. That mm-hmm. is not sufficient. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You have not crossed... You do not collect gold. Do not collect $200. Sure. I could see. I, I mean, I obviously... I've done more than they have, so whatever. So someone just matched me right now. Or not matched. Swipe to me. Tinder. Um, Tinder, right? We're on Tinder. We're on Tinder. All right. Anybody else you want to look at? Um, I mean... I'll do a slow scroll. I'll yeah. let you choose. Oh, let's see. Oh, my God. We have to talk about this. Sure. I think it's a choice. Let's talk about it. So 48-year-old Dave here. Mm -hmm. Dave, quote, unquote. Dave's picture. Mm -hmm. How do I describe this? We could literally um, in a suit. (laughs) With words. (laughs) In a suit or a suit jacket, at least, with maybe a T-shirt underneath. I think it is a purple ribbed turtleneck. You're bold for thinking you know what the colors are, I think, because he's in front of a projection. Like there's a projector that's on him. It's as if a Jackson Pollock is being projected onto him. Yes, it's like a splatter art, or maybe I thought it was like tree, like branches or something. But it's it's like it looks like just splatter art. But it's a light, like he looks like he's in front of a projector. His facial expression says, um, "Don't accept a drink from me." Oh, God. His hair suggests I have dyed this because I can't. I am on a most wanted list and should not be identified, mm-hmm. and I'm not wishing to be identified. Oh, it's a, is it a turtleneck? Yeah, I said. Oh, okay. It's a ribbed, For some reason, I can tell. I can tell it first. Uh, yeah. Oh, hey, next picture is um, um, fine. I'm frightened. He has sort of an Easter Island statue face, and I can't tell if these are digital or um, actual flower laurels with a on his head with a salmon tucked in um shirt and then floral pants wait and the other thing that i clock not that i don't i don't know if this even means anything but you can tell like it's a screen grab from another app where it's a. oh photo. yeah does that mean anything i don't know it means stay away no. uh here he is at some sort of art installation lots of art going on lots of pattern and art and visual expression here oh, he is whoa. with a union jack pair of pants he loves a he loves a statement pant yeah and the room that he's in has some tastefully uh curated oh the room furniture. is the, room. the room is decorated nicely yeah. um he looks like iggy pop sure yeah if, if who would play her iggy pop probably Yes. I um yeah, let's read a little bit and then I'll have a I'll have an an opinion, I guess. Well, he is a real estate investor and contributing editor at a place. He is from St. Martin. I don't know where that is. Like like Virgin Islands. Oh. Like St. Thomas. Oh St. Martin. I wasn't gonna guess that. No. And then let's see. Live in New York and London. This person's matched me on another app. Oh. I recognize this guy. Oh. Live in New York and London, creative professional and flat flipper, humorous, witty, vegan, seeks partner in crime for local and international pursuits and rooftop swims. Um, so this is someone with a... Usually dual country residence mm-hmm. is like a turn on. Yeah. Um, this tells me he can quickly get to somewhere he can't be extradited after he murders me on, oh off a boat. Oh, my God. This is someone who, like, I'm dying on a boat. 
I don't know why this I person. like I I know why you can see this. I this photo literally has blood splatters behind no, it. Shut up. Those are hearts. <laughs> <laughs> um, like like not like anatomically correct hearts, like little cutesy hearts um, or whatever. No, they're like red spades, upside down hearts. I don't care. I this person astral projects. He's wearing a necktie with no underlying shirt shirt. I get it. I know what you're saying. There's some. There's some off. Um... There's a particular type that keeps being attracted to me. I've noticed. Um, one serial killer. Two uh, vegans. Oh. Vegans are very attracted to me right now. Oh. And the thing that I hate the most, which is astrology people, astrology, a psychic. Recently, mm. uh, I did not know that before I went out with him. Um, that vibe is finding me, and I wish mm. it would stop. I have to swipe no. For fear for my own life. I, in my head, there's a possibility that they're just eccentric and maybe quirky and their face doesn't move much. <laughs> and maybe that's fine. He looks like there's a, like, he looks like the painting where the eyes move in the Haunted Mansion. Okay, he does. He does. Yeah. I'm not wrong. Oh, that's not what I wanted to do. That's a musician. Is that interesting? Uh, this is a naked guitarist, Ooh, so I, that's exciting for JJ. Um, Little Nas X would play this man. Sure. Very naked. Ooh. Well, not in that picture, but sure. Also, good body though. Oh. Um. So this is an artist. Uh, there's some guy liner. There's some um. A guitar was in the earlier one. Guitar in the earlier. Lots of nudity. This is a see-through shirt with frills like and leather it. pants. He's a great body. That's yeah. for sure. Um, destination photos like vacation pics. Lots of speedos. Inflatable pool toys. This is at uh, one of the parties in Provincetown. I oh. think this is that pool party at Provincetown. It looks like. Oh, I like that one. Um. I am concerned mm -hmm. because there seems to be a lot of difference in age between this photo and that photo. I think it might just be facial hair. The goatee does a, a lot for some people. Oh, and there's a video. Playing tennis. This is the first time I've ever seen a video. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. He, uh, it's a video that's a little bit self-deprecating and funny. So Ryan here is an actor. Um... He lives in New York. Does anybody else feel like they're just waking up from a 15-month-long nap? No, I've been very busy. Hashtag double-vaxxed and ready for summer. If you play tennis, we're probably going to get along just fine. Want to grab a drink outside? This is a perfectly acceptable profile. Yeah, I like it. A um, little bit of personality, a little bit of interest, um, not a laundry list, uh, enough where I sort of get a sense However, I am not physically attracted to this person. Oh, okay. Um, but this profile is fair. I have nothing to say yeah. poorly about this person. Oh, their Instagram is linked. A lot of artistic shots. Um, this is perfectly, I have no, no complaints. Yeah, it seems like a very uh, kind of thorough representation of this person. Like, I feel like I got to know This them. is bare minimum step. Okay. A little bit about me. Yeah. Here's a couple pictures. Yeah. Here you go. Yeah, it's not... Mysterious in the way that like a non, you know, a bad profile would be. Right. Okay. But no, because I'm not physically attracted. No them. problem. Let's see if we can find at least one more. This person follows me on Instagram. You know who he kind of looks like? Who? Um, Misha. I wouldn't have said For history? That. Yeah. Look, there, the eyes. I, um. Bushy caterpillar eyes. Trying? And... Yes. And even, even the, that. 
There are pieces of Misha in this. Okay. Like an Eastern European. I mean, I'll kind give it thing. to you. But I, I don't. mean, not in that photo. Not sure. In that photo. Sure. So this person, I'm not. He has nice eyes, but otherwise, I'm not very attractive. I love good eyebrows too. Yes. Oh, I love bushy eyebrows. Mm-hmm. And I'm super turned off by highly manicured eyebrows. Mm. But look, we also finally found a top. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. <laughs> and the sky's parted. And of course, it's someone I'm not physically attracted to. Uh, he, uh, let's see, his name is Roger. Roger, I work full time. That's funny. What? That's the first line. I work full time. Is that to say, hey, I'm busy a lot? Or is that to be like, have a job? Or it's just a funny thing. Like, I, I, I think it's just it's funny or it's or it's or it's like a celebratory like I wasn't for a while and now I do. Oh, sure. It's got a lot of thumbs ups yeah. and it's capitalized. Nice. That's just a funny way to start a profile. I'm 48 years old and a top. Boop. I work full time overnight. Oh, wow. That's specific. That makes a difference. We can exchange cell numbers or chat in person. Looking for a guy who knows what he wants and eventually settled down. Ultimately looking for a LTR, which is technically correct. It is technically, but I hate it. But it feels weird. Mm-hmm. Because the word L, L begins with phonetically is with an E. Right. We're looking for A L T R and possibly leading to marriage down the road. Not looking for, or not looking for hookups. So I'm thinking that's not looking for hookups. Yeah, sure. Someone with heart and soul capitalized. Oh, interesting. Also would love to have a workout partner. I don't drink, smoke, or do drugs. Hundred percent vaccinated. F- Pfizer. Just so you know, it's Pfizer. Hmm. That's weird to put. Do you find that weird people talking about like, well, which vaccine did you get? I like, mean, I, is one of them going to turn me into a zombie? Like, they're all just, you got a vaccine. Yeah, it's not that interesting to me. Like, it doesn't no. really make a difference to me. But I, I don't know because people are reading articles and like it's in the forefront of their mind. Maybe. Yeah. They're like, there's a conversation to have. Maybe. Maybe. Um. No. Okay. Can we find one person that I'm like attract physically attracted Let's to? Let's do this. Come on. One person that I'm physically attracted to. One person. That I am physically attracted to. I'm gonna put in music here, like Jeopardy music. Exactly. One person that I'm physically attracted. How are these? I'm. I think I'm just attracted to a lot of people. One person that I'm physically. Oh, and I keep We're scrolling. Still scrolling. Like, there's a lot of cute boys. No, no, what no. What about that one? No. That one? No, above. That. Oh. Oh. Maybe. All right. Try it. Out. There's a it, this is a weird picture though. Like it it's, gives me creepy vibes because it's it's so this guy's picture, he kind of looks like a Viking, like a like or like a Game of Thrones person. Mm-hmm. Um the the picture though is super down angle. Like way it's down. It's like angle. when you accidentally like you, turn your uh front facing camera on while you're using your phone in your right. hand. Right. And it's not that he's not attractive, it's just like why'd you pick that one? Why'd you pick that one? Let's look at the other ones. Ooh. Uh, he's got a, like a burly, yeah, burly Viking vibe Viking that I like. Full lips. Also, all the pictures are from chin up, so I get this. I get the sense this guy is very is a large man. There's like a body pic, but it's a wide angle. I mean, super far away. Oh, there we go. Oh, there we go. That's he's perfectly in shape. Yeah. Uh oh, this makes me think. Oh yeah, actually, let's talk about that. So he's standing right in front of the American flag. Like, proudly. I'm thinking this person got citizenship. 
got citizenship. Like this is like a citizenship photo. Oh wow! Like this uh-huh. is like a green card photo or a citizenship photo. That's I my suggestion because am... he, he to me he the something about his look tells me this man is foreign and has an accent. Sure. Also, we won't say their name. We'll oh it's... yeah. Well, that kind of does it. Yeah, um, their name. Is we're like... gonna say his name is Nate for purposes of this. Yeah, but, but the his name, name also is leans, ethnic. leans to that story. Sure. Hiking thumbs up. I, I, JJ, I might be interested in this person. Ooh, maybe we did it. Low-key scruffy dude in Brooklyn looking for a long-term relationship. Much love. Is that enough? Just enough. Just enough. Just He at least said something. Right. Sure. 10 miles away. Where's 10 miles away? Is he probably in Brooklyn, Jersey? South. He said Brooklyn. Oh, oh wait, Brooklyn, right now. He did say. Scruffy. Unless he's not home. Is that like where they are when they're using the app? Or is that yes, where he lives? Yes. Okay, somewhere. so he might just not be home. I don't know. But All right. Um, Let's we'll see where that goes. Check it out. You know, I'm glad that you pointed out like that there could be a story that I wasn't assuming. Mm. Whenever I saw the American flag, it makes me a little nervous because oh, like like patriotic like, and kind of America. yeah allegiance to the state kind of America. Thing. Fuck right. yeah, yeah, it's a little spooky, spooky. Right. Oh, let's just see. Someone just liked me while we were doing this. Uh, nice eyes, but meh. Mm, good eyebrows too. Actually, he's very attractive. Yeah, oh. but. N- What's demisexual? De- I think that's uh, attraction to intelligence. I know no, that's sapio, sapio. And, sapio and demi, I think, are very close. Like, there's, like, a distinction between them. Like, um, I don't We're know. We're looking it up right now before we close out this segment. Yeah. Demisexual. You're attracted to Demi Lovato exclusively. He's only... <laughs> he only attracted to strong hands. Slow hands. What's mm. the song? Slow hands. Da, 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 da. I don't know. That's one of her songs. That's oh. one of her songs I really like. Demisexual, sexually attracted to people only after a strong emotional bond has been formed. Okay, yeah. Mm. All right. This person gets a like. Yeah. Oh, let's see. Oh. Mm. Ooh, ha. Well. Hey. Polyamorous, here for dates romantic. I have a boyfriend and we both date other people separately. I'm cuddly, a dreamer, looking for people to build a beautiful life with. Love that supports the autonomy of each other's hearts, bodies, time. I don't like this person. While investing significantly in... Sorry, let me read this the way he intended it. Uh Polyamorous, here for dates, romantic, heart emoji. I have a boyfriend. We both date other people separately. I'm cuddly, dreamer, looking to build, looking for people to build a beautiful life with love that supports the autonomy of each other's hearts, bodies, and time while investing significantly in connecting with each other, but apparently not using the space bar because all of your words are mushed together. Quality time, capital T-Y, touch, capital T-Y, and words, capital W-Y, and of affirmation, another capital A, are my love languages. I'm too... Turned on by sweetness, emotional connection, communication, and self-work. Another heart emoji. Let's talk about our dreams. Smiley face with hearts around it emoji. I super like on purpose. Another smiley face with hearts emoji. You are doing entirely too much. There's emotions. At least you had fun, Jack. <laughs> I'll be. Hi, let me slate. I'm Jack Tracy. I'm... 30 years old, and uh, I will be reading for the part of arrogant, self-important person that I have no interest in. Oh, my God. Uh, That's a lot. That is a lot. That's a lot. I don't know. I don't see arrogance. It's not like I'm better than other people. No, it's it's that... um, there's a smugness, and I know I read it with this, but I read it with the smugness that I imagine is there. You imagined. (laughs) Drink... JJ, dream. Dream big. I do. Follow your dreams. That's why I'm Use here. Use your imagination. I'm dreaming. 
Alrighty. Well, uh, I'm going to go practice. Uh, I'm going to go uh, do another take of that um, for the casting agent, and uh, we'll be right back after this break. Welcome back, everybody. At the moment, we have another guest to share with you. This person is a dancer, choreographer, and creative creative director originally from Columbia, South Carolina, another Southern boy. Uh, he moved to NYC to enhance his career and to grow in the field. During the day, he teaches middle school students, and the uh, he also teaches open-level classes at Diva Dance NYC and Lotus Creations Academy. At night, he performs and choreographs for many nightlife artists and drag queens. He's created many conceptual videos and music videos. His goal in life is to create as much as he can to provide for his family because they are such a huge motivation and inspiration to him. Jules Ramel, welcome. Hey, hey Jules. Hi, guys. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited and I'm glad to be here. Yay, thank you for, for joining us. So Jules and I know each other. We realized we met before we met. When we when we met properly, we realized that he was a backup dancer and and choreographer for um, Marcel the artist at a gig that I performed with Marcel with, and I remember him specifically because he was he stayed and watched my team perform and was like super vocal in the front row and was very like enthusiastic and supportive. And I always remembered that. And then we when I asked Marcel, I think for dancer recommendations. Um, you were in that crew. Yeah, I actually uh, remember that day that I saw you. Um, the dancers that you had were like phenomenal. They were really good. Um, and I remember I was performing with Marcel that night. The way that I actually started dancing for you, though, is because one of my friends, Joel uh, Feliciano, he uh-huh. actually saw that you had an audition for Love Ya. Uh-huh. Um, and he brought all of us together and we literally sat down and watched your tutorial to the love you choreography. And we all learned the choreography together, like off of the video. And then we sent in our submission. And after that, you like kind of like handpicked us or like chose who you wanted. And then when I realized who you were later on, I was like, Oh my God, I do remember him performing that night. Um, and it's been magic ever since. Like, I love performing with Jack. Uh, we oh, just awesome special. Uh, we started working together on a new music video, which is coming out really soon. I'm not going to say too much because I can't spill the beat, but we definitely do work very well together. So I'm super excited to be a part of anything that you have me a part of. That's very that's very kind of you. When this when you're listening to this, subscribers, the video will be out. So it's called. Uh, we've talked about it before. It's called Daddy Made It. So um, Jules danced with me. He's in the Love You video. He's at the end in the studio space dancing with me. And then you did the Britney tribute with me. Um, yes. We did the My Prerogative video. And then and yes, yeah, so uh, Jules is not in the Daddy Made It video, but we. This is the first thing I ever co-choreographed with someone so we made the dance together it is very cool it might be my favorite of all of them um i'm editing it right now amazing that's how you guys are linked and i just have a quick question columbia south carolina i lived there from 96 to 99 were you in columbia at the same time uh i was born in 96 uh so i I definitely was there uh, as a baby um but (laughs) I'm originally from Columbia, South Carolina, yes. Uh, my family does live in Orangeburg, South Carolina, which is about yeah. like 30 away. I've spent time in Orangeburg as well. That's so funny. Really? Wow. I grew up yeah. In, yeah, I grew up in Augusta, Georgia, but I first was in Columbia, South Carolina, in Casey, actually, which is like a small like uh, town outside of Columbia, actually. In Orangeburg, there's a college there, right? And I 
knew a modeling manager that went to Orangeburg. And so I did a fashion show in Orangeburg, South Carolina one time. Well, yeah, I'm originally from South Carolina. Um, and the reason I decided to like come out to New York um, was to get more opportunities. I feel like in, in the South, it's kind of hard for artists, dancers, and creatives to um, have those opportunities where you can be in the mainstream like spotlight. So um, I first actually decided to go to California first where uh, I stayed in LA for about a year hmm. and, uh, you know, trained to be a professional choreographer and dancer at the International Dance Academy. Um, and they had a program where you could practically learn from all of their staff and core dance teachers. And it was amazing. And I loved LA, but I left LA because how can you not go to New York City? You know, like yeah. you can't LA and just be like, hey, I love it here and not go to New York. So when I came to New York, it literally just stole my heart. Like, I love the drive of the people that are in New York. I love like the go getting mentality of living in New York. And I feel like people who live in New York literally have to do something in order to be here. Um, and it made me more motivated to want to chase my dreams and to find new ways of making money and making money doing something that I love to do rather than being in South Carolina where there aren't a lot of opportunities, mm -hmm. not doing something that I love. I used to literally work nine to five in South Carolina um, and just to kind of raise money to so that I could dance full time or at least get to there. But I want to eventually be able to um, take what I get from my career here mm -hmm. and start here and take it back there. Um, maybe mm -hmm. open some kind of gym or YMCA type vibe for the arts. Um, and that's pretty much my goal. I want to be able to have a facility where kids like me who come from a small town are able to have access to all of the resources that I didn't have. Well, you really are up here hustling because you you dance for everybody, you choreograph for everybody. You're you're always uh, with with the drag queens and the LGBTQ performers. So uh, this is why I think it's a great game for you to play. Uh, you're with us here today to play Best Worst, and JJ and I have played this and and chosen this subject before with another performer we're going to do best worst performance and because jj and i have only ever talked about our worst performances we'll do our best but uh jules of all of your time performing give us your best or your worst performance i think that my best performance would have to be one that i did really recently it was with a drag queen her name was is alia martinez um, and she was performing in Louisville, Kentucky for Entertainer of the Year. And our piece was a jazz, like old school jazz piece. Um, I didn't choreograph it, but we just worked really, really hard on that piece. And it was to La Jazz Hot. I don't know if you, if you guys have ever heard that song, but it's really old school jazz. And just the whole production of the performance, like the way she had us rehearsing it over and over and the way the chemistry was between all of the dancers um, was just amazing. And the crowd literally went insane when it mm. came to us performing it. It was amazing. I love that whole, uh, the whole competition of Entertainer of the Year. So I would have to say that's my best. My worst performance, oh my God. 
there was this one time that I was performing in Georgia um, and we were headlining for Keith Sweat. Uh, we, were wow. opening, we were opening for Keith Sweat. I was, I was performing with uh, a local artist from North Carolina. And I remember they wanted me to do some kind of stunt in the middle of the performance. And I went to go do the stunt and I cracked my head on the ground, you guys. I'm just like injured, just laying there injured. And I literally got up like Beyonce would and I, I started dancing even more, uh, even though I was injured. But like worst performance ever, I never will like try to do something the day of ever again, always. <laughs> what you're going to do guys but it was like kind of like the spur of the moment type of thing and literally left with a huge knot on my head and it was just the worst ever i'm so oh, mad God. it happened in georgia uh, damn it the uh finding guys like it was epic it was literally epic um but you live and you learn you know you like move on beyonce fell downstairs okay if i she can fall downstairs and get up i can just hurt myself and get up <laughs> right i always think of when i think of those stories of like the the big acts i think of when pink's um flying contraption went wrong <gasps> and she had to, she like had emergency room had to be hospitalized oh, like God. bones broken shattered she was like flung it was she was supposed to be suspended by two different things and the one didn't hook up so it just worked like a slingshot and it just threw her into the audience people die performing like this yeah. is real shit well i'm i'm glad uh I'm glad that uh, there's no permanent damage on that one. Um, uh, I'm also glad that y- I'm also glad you weren't a performer in the Daddy Made It video because of how terribly that shoot went. I'm surprised you you, you may have said that one um, because God was everything going wrong that day. Um, uh, my best. So I've already done my worst. My best performance has to be 2018 Jersey City Pride. So I think it was 2018. So I had just released my very first album and I got a 15 minute set of got to do all my it was the first time I ever really got to perform a full set of my original material. And it so happened that so everything that day was kind of going wrong, but it wasn't it was their production. Like everything was late. The sound didn't work. The lights were having a problem. Their microphones sucked. Like it was just constant, constant, constant problems. And so it finally got fixed. I was going on much later than I than I was supposed to. And I had a full team of dancers. I had backing screens. It was like it was a full it was my first real full production. And um, right before I was supposed to go on, they told me, like, oh, we have to delay for a moment the um, Senator Menendez, this is Jersey, I forget who, Senator, somebody, Menendez, is here and he wants to talk to the audience real quick. So what that ended up doing is when he got on stage, people wanted to hear what he had to say. So the space filled with people to listen to him and then he introduced me. So I had a captive, I had a huge audience. Nice. So I'm feeling nervous. I, it was an out of body experience. I don't really remember, like, I was not, in, I was just living the moment and having a good time. Um, there's a recording of it on YouTube. I walked off that stage. There were people waiting for me to take pictures with me. Oh. I, no, no one could, I don't know what it looked like. I don't know what people felt. No one could tell me I was not Beyonce that day. Nice. I walked off that stage feeling like, and it was, it's the reason it's my best performance is because that was the moment after just starting doing music that I walked off that stage and said, oh, this is what I have to do for the rest of my life. Like, this is it. 
like mm-hmm. I have to like this is exactly how I want to feel all the time. This is incredible. And it was it was just the moment that made everything clear and then second album, third album, like that all followed just because of how great that experience was. And it was only a few months after my worst experience. Yeah, nice. Which is nice. JJ, what's your best? Okay, my best. So um not antithetical to performing. It's um it's that my I, actors can relate. Maybe everyone can. My best performances were not on camera or in front of an audience. It was in an acting class. And sometimes it's during an audition where you just really feel connected and you feel, I don't know, you're just in your zone. But I did an acting class and um, had a really generous scene partner, too. We, like, rehearsed outside of class. And we did a scene from Raised in Captivity by Nikki Silver. Um, uh, My uh, scene partner, his name's Jet Salazar, a very talented actor as well. And it was just significant to me because... There was character work involved. Nikki Silver writes these characters that are very large and um, just bigger than life sometimes. And uh, it was a connection that I had in a in an acting class where when the scene was over, my acting teacher, Anthony Apeson, hopefully he doesn't mind being sh- getting a shout out on, on this podcast where I talk, also talk about getting fucked. Um, <laughs> but uh, I connected so much. And Anthony, at the end of your scene, he doesn't say, all right, you're done. You just live in the moment, and as long as you're still living and still in character, he lets you ride the wave. And the scene ended, and I'm still walking around what was my apartment uh, on stage, sobbing and looking around at this thing. Because the scene was basically I hired a prostitute because I haven't had sex in 10 years. And um, I, I get so nervous that I just interview him, and then he gets mad that I got personal details out of him, so he robs me and leaves. And I tell him, you don't have to leave, just stay, it's okay, after he robs me, and then he just leaves. And that amount of loneliness and that amount of like desperation for some human connection and physical touch or whatever, mm. I, that's what the play is exploring. And um, yeah, it was in an acting class, you know, maybe 20 people saw it, but it still was something that I was like, oh shit, I know what it feels like to connect and believe myself in a, a imaginary circumstance. And I don't know. I still think of that when I'm like, no, you're an actor. You, you, yeah. you know, sometimes I forget how to do this, but I'm like, no, 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 you're an actor. You, you've done it. That's great. Yeah. Jules, what performances do you have coming up? Oh, I have so many. Um, <laughs> like, like I said, I do work with like a lot of nightlife people and artists. I definitely perform with Marcel. We're getting ready to do Vinyl Fantasy again. That's at $3 bill in Brooklyn. Um, and tickets are $20, but if you come, they have headliners. Um, who are going to be dedicating all of their covers and songs to Britney Spears. Um, So we're going to be doing a whole Vinyl Fantasy performance for Britney Spears um, at $3 Bill. I also am going to be performing with Carter Gray, who is another artist that I work with. Um, He is a LGBTQ rap artist. Um, but he's trying to do like a mini tour. So I'm actually choreographing and hopefully uh, we're starting to do some creative directing uh, with Carter Gray. Um, so I'm really excited to be working on that with my friend Divine Zephyrin. He's an amazing creator as well. Um, and outside of that, I really want to focus more on creating um, rather than performing. Um, I want to get more into choreographing and not being a part of the project, which is why I was so excited to be able to do um, Daddy Made It. It's because I, I was able to help you choreograph it, 
but not be a part and be able to see what the project is going to look like from the outside perspective instead of like being in it and not being able to see everything. So my next venture is to really start getting back to uh, creating uh, and creative directing conceptual videos and um, trying to choreograph little mini things that I can post on my social media to make it bigger and get more of a following and some more traction. Um, and also to teach more classes. I've been kind of, I don't know, I wouldn't say it's a funk, but I would say I was in kind of like a creative pause where I wasn't creating anything um, for the love of it. I was pretty much like doing it because I had to do it um, and because I needed, you know, to keep pushing. But now I feel like that kind of blockage that I've had is kind of leaving now. So I'm more motivated um, and inspired to create new things. One video in particular that I want to do um, is something that's going to be really close to my heart. I don't want to give away too much details, but um, I know that I want to choreograph it based off of each dancer that I have. I'm going to have about like six dancers and I want to choreograph the piece based off of what they're going through in their life. So each individual dancer will be able to have the, kind of their own story in, in the choreography. Of course, I would be creating the choreography, yeah. but kind of be like a give and take between me and the dancer that I'm working with. And I want to put it all together in one huge video. Um, and I want to put it out for towards the end of the year. So I'm working on that to try to get it done. Um, awesome far as other performances like i just go where the wind takes me you know i'm Which, always work with new artists and work with new drag queens and nightlife people and even you know just creating with others all the time so you're about to get a brand new offer for me because i have a new project for you so uh, i'll talk to you about that <laughs> off offline uh where can people find you on social media yes you can find me on instagram at i am that's i a m jules J-U-L-Z Romel R-O-M-E-L-L underscore. That's my Instagram. I am Jules Romel underscore. And on Facebook at Jules J-U-L-Z Owens O-W-E-N-S. And those are my platforms for social media. So follow me, uh, look at my content, like my, my stuff and share it if you will. Um, a lot of my stuff is kind of like sporadic and you'll notice that like my creative juices come from all over the place. So I hope you guys enjoy it. Thank you so much for joining us, Jules. And we'll be right back after this break to either leave you with love and light or pick a fight. Thanks, Jules. <sighs> all right. Let's leave him with something. What do you got? I'm uh, love and lighting. Okay. I went to Asbury Park for the first time. Another kind of gay destination. Yeah. Uh, close, yeah, close to New York. So it's, you know, it's within reach for a lot of people. Um, yeah, I went for the first time and I had a lovely time. I went with my core crew, like my, my closest friends and... Uh, the beach I was super impressed by, and I think it might have my favorite boardwalk out of Ooh. every boardwalk that I've ever been on, partially because of like that concert venue that is close enough to the boardwalk that if uh, any band is playing there, you can basically kind of jam out on the boardwalk. Like it's there was a band going and everyone on the boardwalk was kind of having a moment with it. And it was so cute to walk around and just see people enjoy themselves. And the beach, like the gay part of the beach at Asbury Park is right by like a, a venue, I believe, is what it's mostly used for. And there was DJs playing music. So it was a different music vibe than like 
I don't know, other beaches, say Jacob Reese, you're on there and there's 12 different speakers from individual gays kind of playing different Kim Petra songs. Mm. But at least this one, it was like a loud speaker right by the beach that kind of dominated and I was fine with it because everyone's kind of in the same kind of, everyone's on the same uh, wave. Nice. Yeah, and it was just cute. The water was great. Cute boys, had fun, met some friends and um, I don't know, it's kind of a... I, there was not really many downsides. I met some caddy gays that I didn't enjoy, but that's everywhere. And uh, I, I went with the right people. So I had a really good time. Very nice. Thank you, Asbury Park. So I'm going to pick a fight. I guess I won't name. I want to name him. I won't name him. <laughs> okay. I may have to work with this person in the future. Oh. They're not going to listen to this, but maybe someone who knows this person will. So you think. So I think. I have to pick a fight with the DJ who worked my last show. Oh, okay. At uh, XOXO. Big thank you to Liam, who uh, always books me. Big thank you to Marcel, who always books me. Um, we did this sort of a, a... I didn't really get to have a premiere party for Love Ya because it was during the pandemic, so we sort of did a, a farewell party to Love Ya, mm-hmm. ending the sort of Love Ya era, era. I did, I performed four of the songs, of the six songs at... XOXO was really great. So usually the DJ is DJ, I forget his DJ name, uh, Casa de Galindo. Casa de Galindo. Um, he's Marcel's boyfriend. He's lovely. And he was away on a, he got like some like music scholarship fellowship thing and was like in, I don't know, Montana, Idaho, somewhere like doing like music composition or whatever. So he wasn't there. And so they got a substitute. Well, I guess Marcel knew. So it's, it's my fucking show. And it's literally the night of. It's it's the night. And we're getting ready to go on. And so I go up to him right before. And he's like, like, I go up to talk to him. And he's like, not really paying attention to me. And I'm like, maybe he's not clear that like, I'm the act. And so I was finally like, I was like, hey, so so um, the order that we're going to do tonight is going to be me, so-and-so, so-and-so, then me, so-and-so, so-and-so, then me, so-and-so. And like giving him the order. And the tracks, the order of the tracks that I want to do are blank, blank, blank. He's like, hey, cool, cool, cool. I was like, you got him ready to go? Uh, did you send them to me? Yeah, a week ago, in in your email, I sent them to you. Oh, okay, okay. Let me let me let me check. Oh yeah, yeah. Here they are. Here they are. I was like, okay. He was like, well, I gotta, I gotta, you know, I gotta download these. I'm like, okay. Well, I mean, there's no reception at this place. Why are we having this conversation now? Why are we having this conversation five minutes before I'm supposed to start singing? Wow. Why are we doing like? Hi, hello, like, and I'm literally like, hello, hello, look at me. Like, are you on drugs? Like, what, what is, like, why do we not care? You just don't care. You just do not yeah. care that you are screwing up this entire fucking evening for performers who have paid money to rehearse and hired dancers and, like, you you do not care. Yeah. And that is what's irritating. Like, his lack of just, like, giving a shit about the people who were performing that night. Yeah. So then he's like, well, let me try. And so luckily the guy... One of the guys, um, the guy from Boston who was visiting, he like opened his hotspot and had them download the tracks using his hotspot. And so, but it took a while. So the show was delayed. The show was delayed. And we had, there was a private party right beforehand and it was super full. By the time we played the song, started playing the first song, literally everybody, this music started playing. Everyone turned around and walked out. Bar was empty. Mm. And I did my entire Love You set to an empty bar. It was fun to practice to perform. Mm-hmm. Not, eventually, some of Marcel's friends came later, so there was a couple people. But. Yeah, that's how it, yeah. I mean, performing to empty, I've like done monologues in empty church basements. Yeah, you just, it's all I do now. New York City, that's part of the game sometimes. Yeah, but it was like, I would have had 
at least them stick around for a little bit as they like finish their drinks or whatever. I at least would have had something yeah. if this DJ was fucking prepared. And it would be different if his attitude about it was like, oh, wait, I did you send them to me? Oh, my God. Oh, let me check. Oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, we got to find a way to download these. Like, if you actually like, cared. But just the fact that he was just like, look, like, I'm looking at him like, all right, well, so what do we do? We're just going to, are we canceling my show? Like, what? Hello? Yeah. Hi? Can we get some light behind the eyes? Yeah. He just did. No, I mean, there's, I don't, you know. I so I told Marcel, I was like, in the future, I was like, if, if your boyfriend can't be here, I will I pay and hire and find another DJ. We're never using him again. Yeah. How is Marcel receiving with that? Well, apparently this is Marcel's music producer. Oh, he was like, well, he does all my music. I'm like, well, he doesn't do mine. Yeah, so, I don't know. Maybe ugh, there's so many it's things. Just that could so be. disrespectful and so rude and so like, and it's a, it's one of my huge. I have a million pet peeves. One of my biggest pet peeves about in a person is having absolutely not a care in the world how their actions affect other people. Yeah, and this is just someone who just doesn't give a shit about what happens to other people. And how what they do or how they've prepared or what they what their job is or whatever. Like, sure, you fucked up all, you possibly fucked up a whole night for people. You don't give a shit. You're entirely self-interested. Yeah, that's always like the worst part of it. It's like, you know, if you're bad at your job, if you care, then I have sympathy for you. But if you're bad at your job and you don't care, then don't do that job. Yeah. I don't even feel I even feel guilt if I'm letting someone down who I don't even like. Unless you're a server. Anyway, yes. Sorry. I just realized, like, whenever I'm serving, I don't care, and I'm... Oh, God. Just get me out of there. It's a survival job. If that person's DJing to survive, which would not be... That doesn't make any fucking sense. No, that's not a thing. My guess is this person was, like, incredibly high out of their mind. Oh, that's also possible. That's probably... I'm hoping. Yeah, that's also... Which uh, also... Negligent and... Yeah, you're working. I know you're a DJ, but you're still working. I know. Hopefully there's no problem, problem. I don't know. Hmm. Well... That's where we're going to leave you uh, here on today's episode of Dying Alone Together. If you do better than that, basically, I think is the moral. At least, <laughs> if uh, you if you like this uh, podcast, please make sure you're subscribing. You go ahead and look in that little podcast app in which you are listening to us and hit that subscribe button. And while you're there, you're also going to click like five star, whatever the rating possibility of it is. Please go ahead and click that for us. It really helps us reach new subscribers and be so kind as to drop some level of supportive or mean spirited comment. It doesn't matter. Just please comment. Um, tell us what you hate. Tell us what you hate. And you can tell us what you hate there. You can also tell us what you hate on our Instagram at, at dying alone podcast. You can also find me at Jack Tracy official and me at JJ Bozeman. Dying alone together is brought to you by necessary outlet productions. You can find more from necessary outlet at www.necessaryoutlet.com or on the Necessary Outlet YouTube page. Do not forget to like and subscribe. Mwah.